I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. Staying in the Odyssey family. I knew him back in KC. Now he does afternoons, 4 to 7 Eastern on the Team 980 out in D.C., also the Take Command podcast. He covers the commanders in our nation's capital. What up, Craig Hoffman? What's up, Danny Parkins? It's good to be with you, man. Yeah, man, you too. I appreciate it. Uh, your team has had some news. <laughs> really? Yeah. This, I don't think people are familiar. Th- this has not been boring. Um no. I don't even remember when Donald Sterling was forced to sell there being a full-blown pep rally and like borderline parade, uh, even though he's probably the worst owner of a professional sports team of our lifetime. But Dan Snyder's certainly in the team photo, and that celebration when the sale went through was wild. Were you there? Were you on the air? What was your exposure to the celebratory sale of an ownership transfer? Yes and yes. I was there uh, as our stations were the ones throwing the party. Uh, and then I was actually the only show there on, which was kind of weird. Um, very cool, because, though. Yeah, it was very cool. But like we made the choice because like, so we have so this is very inside baseball, inside radio. But like we have two stations in our building. We have 106.7 The Fan and then the station I'm on, the Team 980. And we kind of made the decision to let the party be the party. And I was going to be there kind of doing the show in the background in part. So our morning show could get up, which is simulcast on both stations could get up on the stage and go bleep Dan Snyder. And so I was kind of doing the show in the background, feeding off the energy and getting to feel and experience all of it while also not like broadcasting to the crowd. So it was a very, kind of a very interesting thing that only I was experiencing in that way. But the energy was incredible. And, you know, I'll, I'll see your Donald Sterling and raise you a couple of congressional investigations, uh, you know, an ongoing federal investigation. And uh, I, I think Dan's right there. Um, but I, I think what you see and Danny, I'll, I'll add this color to this as well, is like I'm out there at training camp today. First day for fans. There's almost 3000 people at Commander's training camp at 9 a.m. on a Thursday. Like last year, Nikki Javala from The Washington Post posted a photo. There were two people in it. This year, one, they have actual bleachers as opposed to just fans bringing chairs and sitting on a hill. And two, you went from two to well over 2,000. 
And like, that is a great encapsulation of this sleeping giant energy that I think a lot of people were saying was here, but weren't a hundred percent sure. And now it's like, did we actually underestimate how much of the fan base, how much of the city is still interested in this team and had really been driven away by the horrendous impossible to describe how bad it was ownership of Daniel Snyder. Well, yeah, I mean, right, like 40 years ago, 30 years ago, it was in the team photo for best fan base in the NFL, like certainly most rabid, you know what I mean? It was, it was sure. certainly certainly in the discussion, um, but the team's going to be awful. So what's the, it, what, what's the expectation or, or are they not going to be awful? I don't think they're going to be awful. Like it, it's funny because everyone says they're going to be awful. And I'm like, yo, they went eight, eight and one last year. And I think they're better this year. Now their schedule's tough and all that kind of stuff. And you know, who knows with health luck and maybe Sam Howell has got actually got awful and, or the offensive line is got awful. And those questions yeah. that a lot of us are looking at going, I think they can work around that. Like I think I have a lot of trust in Eric Bieniemy, and we can get into that if you want to. Um, but I like, I think this defense, it could be, I mean, they should be top half. They could very easily be top 10. If chase young somehow finds form, they could be top five. And at that point you're, you're talking about a team that's going to be pretty competitive week in and week out. They've got great skill position players and they have a coordinator who runs an actual 2023 NFL offense compared to the absolute garbage offense that they were dealing with the last couple of years with Scott Turner here. So I mean, they were eight, eight and one with Carson Wentz last year playing half the games and he was terrible. So I, I tend to think they're at the very least not going to be awful. I'm not telling you they're all of a sudden like a sleeper 12 win team. They've, they, by the way, you want to talk about the history. They haven't won 11 games since 91 by far the longest streak in the league. So, but I, I do not think that they will be awful this year. And I think the other thing, Danny is the combination of the hope from ownership, like hey, there's a ceiling somewhere out there that's higher than whatever Dan Snyder could get us to. And Howell is very talented, even if very unproven. And there's just a kind of the irrational fan base hope stuff that happens there. Um, I, I think that combination of quarterback and ownership being, you know, something things with upside has created a, a really cool, for once, non-toxic and very negative fan base. So that's interesting, like, because the, the pictures go viral. It's a huge stadium. And there's often like more Eagles fans there yes. than Washington fans, right? Or more Giants fans. They're like, are you expecting sellouts? Uh, week one is pretty much already sold out now. And I do actually think week one, they get a little bit lucky here in multiple facets. Uh, one, the team they're facing is the Cardinals and they stink. So they could start one and oh very easily. Uh, one of the few teams that I definitively say uh, is worse than than Washington. Yeah. You know, at basically every position group. Um, and they get them early before Kyler's back and, you know, people are split on Kyler, but no Kyler's, uh, definitely, definitely easier, but two, like that fan base isn't big and doesn't travel. Um, so they actually have a chance to sell out that stadium in Burgundy and gold with home fans and build some momentum. Cause if people here around town, like, yeah, I was there week one, it was awesome. Well, let's go to week two. Then you see week two is a huge test it's buffalo which is the exact opposite of arizona in every way they're good and they travel so like let's see what fedex field looks week like three. Week, two. That's the second home week three game. yeah second home game yeah second yeah sorry game, yeah. um but you know we'll, we'll see how it goes um but i i do expect much much better fan turnout and again like there's three thousand people at practice today like that's that's crazy for a thursday and i i, I would expect they probably get four or five thousand on saturday when when it's the first weekend practice all right, that's very interesting. So you said Sam Howell is very talented. Yes. Um, arm strength, yeah. 
arm strength is fantastic. Um, he's got kind of a, a gamer mentality that like he's got the moxie that you look for in a starting quarterback. Only gets you so far, but like if you don't have it, I don't think you can play at the in the NFL. He's got it. Um, I think he's he's pretty smart kid. Um, he seems to pick things up quickly, not making a lot of the same mistakes twice. Ultimately, he's got to execute in the NFL and you know be accurate and be consistent. His footwork has been inconsistent. Um, but I mean, the North Carolina stuff is kind of weird. His, his, I always forget he played three years. So his sophomore year, um, his middle year at Carolina, he's got multiple NFL wide receivers, multiple NFL running backs with him. And people are mocking him in the first round for the following year. All those guys leave. He winds up running for a ton more yardage, his final year at Carolina. And he drops all the way to the fifth round and people, you know, if they're being optimistic, like, Oh, he's a first round talent and they're being realistic. He got drafted in the fifth round, but there was a reason people were looking at him. Like he was very productive. He's got a lot of natural talent in terms of the arm strength, good mobility, by the way, like he's a actual legitimate run threat, not like Lamar run threat, but you're, Hey, if you leave an open lane on third down, he'll go pick you up a first down type of run threat. And, you know, we'll see in this be enemy system, you know, very RPO based, similar to what he did at Carolina. If he can put it together at the NFL level with a very, very talented above average NFL skill group. Yeah. The skill group is real, is, is sneaky. Good. Like Terry McLaurin is the guy that I use as like the poster child for if he, like if you flipped him and Jamar chase, mm-hmm. I think Terry McLaurin produces like Jamar chase produces. Right, like if, yeah. you, if you flip him and Stephon Diggs, like like he he is absolutely an elite talent at receiver who has not had elite quarterback play. So if he, I'm hoping that's what DJ Moore is for for the Bears. Right, like, I, I don't I don't know. I think McLaurin's probably a little bit better than than DJ Moore, but that's what I that I look at him as like a true legit number one. No, he he's a hundred percent a legit one. Like, is he Devontae Adams? And I, I think Chase is like right up there. I think he's ridiculous. Um, him, JJ, and yeah. Minnesota. Like, if those are the top three, with all due respect to anybody else who you know, pick your flavor. I might be forgetting if you want to include Terry's right below that. Like, he is a legitimate one who is a top ten receiver in this league. And if he's playing with a uh, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, he might be looked at as top five. He's fast as hell, and he's like he's. You know, he's four three at the combine, but also he's got kind of what Dion used to call next guy speed. Like I'm fa- I'm faster than whoever the guy next to me is like what I whatever that guy runs. Just I'm a tenth faster. And that's that's what Terry has. He's strong. He's a very awkward catcher of the football. So it doesn't feel like he should have great hands, but he never drops anything. He's a like a really bizarre body catcher, but he actually never drops the ball. Um, and he's, and he blocks his ass off. Like he was a third round pick. That was the best special teams guy in the draft. And he's literally played zero snaps of NFL special teams because he was so good at receiver immediately that they just didn't even bother. Okay. So there's no scenario in your mind where this is bad by design that they are, that, that they are, there's no scenario where that's happening. Okay. No, um, Rivera is coaching for his job, like new owner. I mean, he's also in year four. He's yeah. Re- year, year four of a five-year deal. Like we've both been around this league long enough to know what's up there. Um, you either get the extension or you don't get year five. And so he's coaching for his job. They're not going to be bad on purpose. I mean, there's always a chance that Harris, uh, the new owner could come in and be like, I don't care that Hal is playing like crap. Just stick with him. And, you know, Caleb Williams is floating out there and everyone wants Caleb Williams. It would be especially cool here because he's a DC kid, but bad on purpose. No. And frankly, I think they're too good. Like if they get super bad injury luck and, you know, it's December and they just 
don't bring guys back. Sure. But bad, bad on purpose from go. No way. Okay. Chase Young definitively not being traded. Yeah, because I mean, I think it comes down to the market and why would you, right? If he's good, then you're going to get a third round pick back anyway. And would you trade? I mean, Chicago is always the name that comes up. Like, what would you trade for Chase Young? I'll play, I'll play Marty Herney and, and uh, Martin Mayhew. You play whichever other GM you want. Make me an offer and I'll probably tell you no. Or right. that you're crazy and then in which case have him and I'll take way too much draft capital back. Right. So you're saying you would trade him for a second round pick. I think you'd consider it. I don't think they actually would because of like the, hey, we want to win now type of deal. Um, they'd at least think about it first. Like, yeah, see ya. Um, but at that, like who for what Chase Young has been so far is offering a first or even a second for that matter. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't right. I don't think that you'd get offered a second. Uh, right. for what he's actually produced and the fact that his contract is right around the corner. Yeah, so it, by that nature, like either he's good and you're going to get a third-round pick if you, if you lose him anyway for a, comp, a compensatory pick, or you re-sign him because he's good now, um, or you can maybe get him in a deal if he's like, shows some flashes but clearly needs more experience because he just, have a, just doesn't have a ton of reps yet. So, you know, is he great next year when, you know, most guys kind of peak in that year four because they have enough experience under their belt? Maybe for Chase, it's year five, and they've got him on a slightly below market deal that works out for them for the, the foreseeable future. Who knows? Who knows?